the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome to Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason live on this Wednesday, the, what is it? I have to look, the 25th day of January. Yeah, we're wrapping it. It's almost over. Uh, think about next Wednesday. It'll be February 1st. Uh, we'll have the, the latest installment of, of Fed rate hikes. Uh, a lot of, you know, we said is earnings season getting into full force here. Uh, a lot of companies out. Microsoft was out. Hey, the number was good, but then they said, by the way, that's the last good number. Uh, first quarter estimates, very similar to 3M. Microsoft lowering guidance for 2023 substantially this morning. Boeing. Uh, I, I didn't see this one coming. Uh, Boeing posted a loss. Uh, in the quarter, and, and, and again, right, the, you know, supply chain issues, pricing issues, you know, all that inflation that's supposed to be over, and, and then, who, I got to look, yeah, Serta, Serta Simmons, the giant mattress maker, filed for bankruptcy protection this morning. So bankruptcies, Jason, starting to slowly trickle in, Job cuts slowly trick, uh, trickling in, and then uh, on these earnings this week, almost uniformity. There's a couple of exceptions, but most companies are lowering guidance, and of course, uh, that means lower Wall Street. Wall Street right now down 400 points this morning, and uh, Jeremy Grantham was out. You know, he's one of these famed economists. He's saying. Don't be surprised if S&P tests 3,200 or even lower this year, Jason. Yeah, businesses that couldn't find people to hire last year uh, are now firing people this year. I mean, that's that, it's one thing that if you can't find employment, and, and employment's hard to find, and it goes to where, okay, we're staffed, but we don't really need any more. But if you go from we can't find employees to now we're releasing employees, which is that's how fast things are moving a lot faster than it seems. It's just, it's just the, uh, we're going from one extreme to the other, right, Joe? That's going to be interesting. And that's what you've heard all the tech companies say. Oh, we hired too many people, right? That, that, that's why we laid off. But now we're starting to get into, uh, these, these other companies like, like 3M. Uh, there's, I forget who it was. Somebody else laid off a thousand more workers uh, again this morning that maybe, hey, we weren't out hiring tens of thousands of people. They were hiring, but not to that extent. It's going to be interesting. Uh, and again, uh, all kinds of claims. Goldman Sachs, about housing, uh, they highlighted several housing markets, uh, Austin, Texas, San Diego, Phoenix, Arizona, saying get ready for a minimum of a 25% decline in prices. Uh, and, and, Jason, we're waiting, right? We, we're, we're, we're sitting here. Uh, you know, things are moving quickly, 
They just appear to be slow. Because you know what, face it, 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 with the 24 hours a day, seven days a week news and the Internet, uh, you're used to things moving uh, quickly. But this is quick. When you think about, you know, yesterday we talked about the economic, the leading indicators, the biggest fall since the financial crisis. We talked about housing, right, and, and sales, and, and the biggest drop ever, right? I mean, these are these are things that they're happening, and they're happening pretty quickly. It just may not feel that way. Well, and, and during the housing crash, the housing uh, bubble, uh, the uh, the great economic reset in 2008 time frame. I remember the you know the big day they showed was the uh, 777 points the market went down you know that one day, and uh, I find it interesting where we're at here 2023 because we had this COVID emergency and you can call it COVID's fault all you want but it was there was an economic disaster coming. Uh, the repo markets were showing that big huge banks weren't going to weren't, they weren't going to be able to get it done. And we had how many days, Joe, or even up days, but definitely a 2,000-point and 1,000-point down days, 1,500-point down days. But everybody was so worried about coronavirus, they just kind of ignored the massive, I mean, distress that was going on. I remember us reporting that stuff, and it just it just got swept under the carpet, Joe, like it never happened. I don't, I don't get how people don't talk about the great crash of 2020. All they talk about is coronavirus, right? So I, I look at that as like, man, I, we're feeling the – the repercussions of that crash now it's 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 they they papered over it so to speak joe and then they, they come up with new emergencies to, to get us distracted but it's it's here there's nothing they can do about it, joe it's that, that inflation they built that into the pie they they printed so much money in 2020 that uh here it is and what are they going to do joe it's it's they'll, they'll find some excuse or some finger to point at, at something right you know and it's interesting because we forget you know, after the financial crisis, the, the the crash that followed, all the all the programs that the central bank had unleashed all the way through 2011. Uh, but then, you know, really, when you think about from from 08 all the way up till coronavirus, we couldn't get GDP above two percent. I mean, Donald Trump, what he had, I think he had a quarter of or two. Where they got to three percent. Of course, they had to spend a bunch of money to do that, right? They had to spend a bunch of money to get the three percent. Uh, then they unleashed that fire hose uh, when coronavirus hit. Because remember, right? The the Dow was taking, right? We were talking about the Dow maybe going back to to eighteen thousand. We had the temper tantrum in the bond markets, and, and Jason's right. They printed a lot of money to print over it. But think about it, even even then, GDP growth, it wasn't awesome, right? You would think with the amount of money they printed, we should have had GDP of 4, 5, 6 percent. Uh, and now, you know, already the, the most, I guess, bullish forecast is saying we're going to have 0 percent. In 2023, I think we'll be lucky if we achieve that. Not these earnings season, at least what they're telling us about guidance, it appears that way. 800-951-0592, Pinto Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason here on this Wednesday. Uh, you know what? We, uh, there's three places I want to go today. Uh, Goldman Sachs has updated its housing forecast for 2023. Bank of America has updated its job 
creation slash losses for 2023. And then an update on Social Security and Medicare. Medicaid uh, are the three places. All of these three very big, important factors when looking at uh, where we're headed for 2023. And then, of course, uh, what's going to happen beyond 2023 in the biggest of the government entitlement programs, uh, which are Social Security and Medicare. So let, let, let's start with, with Goldman. So Goldman said, hey, you know what? We got to revise our predictions for housing. They're now saying that they believe housing prices will fall in line with what we saw during the last housing crash. Uh, The last housing crash, according to Goldman, prices fell 27%. Jason, right now they think that prices for housing will fall 25%. And they said that uh, the, the reflection on their views, that rates are going to remain higher for longer. Uh, Goldman was in that camp that the Fed would be lowering rates sooner rather than later. They now think, they think that the, the lowering of rates uh, may not happen till the end of 2023 or possibly 2024. That's exactly what's going to happen. I agree with that uh, almost spot on. Uh, they're going to stop raising the rates, whether it be one rate hike or two rate hikes, uh, just like we've been talking, Joe. But uh, sometime late this year and early or early next year, and this is all going to be predicated on how much market stress happens between now and then, uh, I, I agree that, uh, that there's always these uh, cycles before a presidential election where they lower rates. There's so many times where there's, you know, you can't lower it if it's already zero. You know, so when Barack Obama was running for re-election, you know, <laughs> there was nowhere to go there. But, but there's going to be an election next year, and they seem to, whatever president can put the heat on the Fed or however, they want, however you want to look at that situation, uh, they will lower the rates next year, Joe, or late this year, whatever. But I think they're going to have a nice high rate, just like you just said from the report, and it'll, I think they'll just let it sit. All last year was raise rates, right? It last, 2022 was the year of raising the rates. 2021 was ignoring the inflation. 2023 is going to be just uh, stop raising the rates and just watch watch the uh, the, the destruction, Joe. Then once it gets well, to be uh, severe, I think next year they lower the rates and try to get those markets up for the election. Uh, well, you know what? It'll be interesting to see. You know, they always try to tell, oh, we're not political. Yeah, okay, if you yeah. believe that, Janet, yeah. Janet Yellen, Ben Bernanke, uh, Lael Branyard, right? The, these are as liberal bankers as you could possibly get. Uh, I throw Jay Powell in that mix. Uh, they don't care. Look at, they got a balance sheet of eight and a half trillion dollars, right? Uh, so, so don't tell me, uh, any different on that, but I'll say this. The Dow is not going to be 30,000 with a housing market down 25%. It's just not happening. I mean, uh, and again, I think uh, Jeremy Grantham's on the same boat. He's saying, hey, listen, uh, at least another 20%. And he goes, and I think that's kind of like his baseline, you know, 17%. But then he threw in the cabinet, hey, it could even be worse than that. Uh, and he even mentioned S&P 2000. I mean, that's like... 50%. Uh, these are really important things. You know, when we, when we talk about not having excess money in your bank accounts, 
Jason, this is what we're talking about. Uh, th- that's why, you know, our, our sponsor, Why Refi, right? This is a way to get high rates of return up to 10.25%. How's it going to fall 25%? Yeah, you don't want to be in the stock market. Call our friends at Why Refi. Uh, and, and here's the best part. How's it going to fall 5%? 10, 20, 30, 40 the, the Fed can keep hiking, stop hiking, cut, quantitative tightening, quantitative easing. None of it matters to them. Check it out. you got to have at least 50 grand. And here's the new part about this. You can use an existing IRA to get it done. Uh, so think about that, how easy that would be. Uh, and there is no Listen, you want to put a million with them. You can do that. I mean, think about it. A million, 10%, 10.25%. Hey, that's a nice return every year. Invest, yrefy.com. The word invest, the letter Y-R-E-F-Y.com. Or you know the number. If you don't, write it down. 888-Y-REFI with a Y. Y-REFI with a Y. 24. And just tell them Joe and Jason sent you because Bank of America... They've updated their jobs forecast. Now, we, I haven't seen this. Jason, we've been talking about jobs for months. Uh, we keep reiterating that, yeah, there's layoff announcements. They're, they're, they're picking up. But I'm not seeing the, these huge layoff numbers. Bank of America says this is going to change, and it is going to change very, very quickly. They're saying that uh, December's non-farm payroll report, 223,000, is going to be a thing of the past. They expect non-farm payroll gains to turn negative in the first quarter. So, I mean, January's over. I mean, we got one week. January's over. The Fed's going to raise rates, we think, now a quarter of a point on Wednesday. We're going to get that government jobs number, Jason, on Friday. But B of A is saying they're expecting before the end of the first quarter jobs to be negative 175,000 jobs a month. Yeah, it's it's definitely coming, Joe. It's definitely coming. I mean... We were talking just a minute ago. How different would our conversations be on the radio right now if uh, they didn't lower the rates in 2019 prior to COVID and then uh, didn't print any of that money? How many years of of stress would have gone on between then and now, Joe, right? I think we'd still be in the middle of it, right? And they're rigging this thing. They're they're waving the magic wand, and they're deciding – how it's going to go down, when it's going to go down, when it can go go up. And I think they're going to try that magic trick uh, late this year, early next year, just like the report you just read, by uh, lowering the rates and printing sometime late this year, early 2024. The question will be, is it, will it work this time? It worked in 2020. You know, in a matter of a couple of calendar months, they went from complete disaster to complete recovery. I think they, they feel very comfortable in the fact that they can pull that off again, Joe. And that's, that will be the question. Will it, will it happen that way again? Yeah, and, and I just I hesitate here because when, when you start talking about uh, these major banks, you know, Goldman Sachs, B of A, guys like Jeremy Grantham, listen, they get we, we only get sanitized stuff. We're not on 
the call with Microsoft. We're not on the call with 3M, right? We're not on the calls with these banks and, and all these uh, all these filings, right? We, we get the, the sanitized stuff that the news media puts out there. These guys are not operating in a vacuum. Right? They're not making these predictions. They're not, I guess what I'm saying is, they're not guessing what's going to happen. They're, they're, they've got a lot more information, uh, and that's a huge turn of events when you're talking about negative job growth. And, and listen, their new premise is a harder landing than a softer one. Joe, let me, let me put it this way. This is an old trick. This isn't a new trick. This is an old trick. Uh, these big bankers, these aren't even central bankers, these are big bankers you're talking about. When they're, and they're talking gloom and doom. And they don't do this very often, Joe, but they'll do it once in a while. It's because I think they see beyond what they think is going to happen after a market crash. Uh, it's the same that the Rothschilds sent the fastest horses from the Battle of Waterloo. Napoleon was defeated. Brought the news of, of Napoleon's defeat to England. And then what did they say? They, the Rothschilds walked around the business center with their heads hung down low. Oh, man. He won. Napoleon won. He's coming for us, right? And everything was sold. The, the entire market sold off. Everyone was running for the hills. And there was one buyer. It was the Rothschilds. And they essentially bought the entire country. Joe, if you're a big banker and you, you see a big crash followed by, hey, they're going to print like crazy like in 2020 and bring it all back, don't you want to buy that dip? Don't you want to be a big buyer on that situation? I think that's what they're seeing, Joe. I think they think there's going to be another I, big I, I'm going to tell you this. I don't know. Can we afford Another big debt bubble, right? Is it possible? Uh, have we hit that point where, uh, you've reached ridiculousness? Uh, you know, that, I think that's the biggest problem. You know, the, the, the realities are the Fed is about done. Inflation is not done. Uh, I, I think we're going to this 2% thing is going to be, I, I, I think we're going to hear the Fed talk less. And less and less about two percent, and hope we forget, right? And we're going to be living in a new environment uh, that that three four uh, percent inflation environment. Uh, this is going to be a difficult period for stocks, uh, without without a doubt. I think all of the, the, the whole debt market. I mean, we've got trouble in, in Japan and their markets. We saw what happened in the UK. Uh, e- even, what was it? Was it Switzerland even had a problem? They're, they're all of these, you know, all of these dams, Jason, they're all starting to crack. They're all starting to leak. The question is, which one's going to blow up first? Right. Well, and, and, and think about what they want. They want... Uh, they want the country to, to look like it's doing better for the news cycle and then enrich their buddies. For all those years after the crash, Joe, you had the 1% GDP and the 2% inflation. So if you have the 4% inflation, maybe you get the 2 and 3% GDP in the future, right, after the next chaos is going to happen. I, I really think that's where they're going, Joe. They want the higher inflation because they know that will show a, a higher GDP, even though it's false, it's fake. You know, they – uh, Obama said it was the economic recovery for eight years, and what was it? It was sideways, and he had two percent inflation, I, I which is killing GDP. I've got a little difference. I like your analysis; that makes sense, right? That's that would add up. I disagree. I think with the higher inflation, we're still stuck at that below two percent growth. That's what I because the the debt's overwhelming. 
I mean, it, it really is overwhelming. At what time? I mean, come on. The Fed's balance sheet's still eight and a half trillion, and they're already talking nonsense about, well, maybe we can start lowering rates and still sell off the markets, Jason. That, that, that's nonsense. It's, it's nonsensical. And everybody on Wall Street doesn't believe them. This is the sad part. They don't believe them. When the Fed says rates higher for longer, when the Fed say, no, no, we're going to keep quantitative tightening, uh, Wall Street doesn't believe it. They're like, nah, the second we start crashing this thing, you guys are going to tuck tail and run and do all this money printing. I'm not so sure. I don't know that they can get away. Because what happens, you start printing the money and inflation goes back to 7, 8, 10%. Jason, I, I don't see it. I see higher inflation with no economic growth. It's going to be a brutal 10 years. I, I agree with the time frame, and I still think that uh, a little bit of a bullwhip, Joe, where we see positive GDP followed by negative GDP, that may be positive. I don't know about quarter by quarter, but every couple of quarters, you might see a, a very, very turbulent uh, storm in the ocean, so to speak, where the, the boat's going up and down on those waves. I, that's what I see happening. I mean, it might be almost a year-by-year year case, Joe. That's, I mean, I mean, look at it. I mean, you have huge high gains in the stock market after it crashed and burned all in one in a couple of months in 2020. I think those kinds of, of things can continue to happen as, as long as people want to keep spending dollars. That, that's the thing. Once the dollars stop being spent worldwide, then then they all have nowhere to go. And they have, they have a few more rabbits in their hat, but Joe, I guess, is what I'm saying. You know, if they can get people to spend yeah. dollars in other countries, they can they can keep going with this. They got a lot of names for debt, don't they? Right now, they'll come up. They call them tools in the tool belt. They're not tools. It's the same. It's just debt. Just call, we'll just call it something else. Quantitative easy. It's debt, right? You know, come on. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason. Uh, we're gonna switch gears and talk Social Security and Medicare. Nick. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Wednesday. Uh, remember, we get jobless claims tomorrow. Does B of A know something that, that we don't? Uh, jobless claims have been really, I mean, let's call it fantastic. I mean, granted, heavily seasonally adjusted, uh, but uh, B of A up in its job loss forecast. Uh, U.S. $10 liberties, man, they have been hard to come by. Uh, the, as the price of gold rises, more and more people switching to that half ounce because they can't afford that full ounce. But I've got uh, U.S. $10 liberties today, 1150 on a $10 liberty at 800-951-0592. And I'm chasing some silver. I'll let you know. Hopefully in the next segment I, I may have something there as well. But, but Jason, I, w- I wanted to switch gears and start talking about Social Security and Medicare. So the the Government Accountability Office, the Social Security Trust Fund, uh, saying Social Security is going to be out of money. It's already out. So I guess we can stop lying about it, but out of money in the fake trust fund uh, in 2033. Uh, the, the problem is, and how Social Security works in Medicare, it's all one big pot for the government. And so when one fund starts to run out, they'll shift a little money from another fund that has a longer time before it's out of money. I'll use the Social Security 
Disability Trust Fund. Uh, remember after the crash last time, you know, this is interesting. Because it seems like more of these big banks are forecasting a big crash. We had a huge increase in the amount of people filing for Social Security disability. Uh, and so that fund ran out of money. So, so they shifted some of the Social Security money into, into the disability account, uh, to make up for that shortfall. So, well, it sounds great. Not that it's great because, you know, it's 2023 and 2033. That's only 10 years, right? So we're, we're out of time. You know, I'm 52. The retirement age for me now is 70, right? Well, that, that math doesn't work, right? That, that math doesn't add up. You know, Jason, he's, he's only in his 40s. So he's got the math's even worse, uh, for, for him. But, but here's the problem, guys. That's not the fund that runs out first. No. Medicare and Medicaid run out first. Uh, and they are going right now, it's projected that they will run out of money in 2028. And I will tell you, they will not make 2028. That, that number is not a, 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 a real number. Uh, and here's the problem, Jason. 65 million, I want to say, on Social Security, 59 million uh, are on Medicaid. So, you know, the two programs are almost equal in size. And so what's going to most likely is going to happen is they're going to have to shift money from the Social Security side to try to make up for the Medicare shortfall. Jason, we're not making it to 2030 uh, at all. You know, I said worst case scenario, uh, Medicaid could be in trouble as early as 2025. It'll depend. A, a big recession would have to come. Yeah, it, it depends on what, uh, how they fund these things, Joe. It's always, you know, it, sometimes money just sort of sneaks in there from some undisclosed location. But I agree with you on the running out. And, and one thing I like to tell the audience when it, when it runs out, it's not that, that it really runs out. I mean, there's still the tax revenue comes in every month. Uh, what I, what I foresee happening, Joe, I've said this many times over the years is, uh, when Social Security runs out of money, like Joe's saying, they're not going to just stop paying benefits. Uh, that, that's not going to happen, but, uh, great measures will have to be taken if, unless they're just going to print more money and just throw it in there. Uh, and what they'll do, Joe, in my mind is, is they'll take the very bottom, bottom earners of Social Security and they'll give them a raise every month. And then they'll take the middle and high earners of Social Security as like, look, uh, it's out of money. There's nothing we can do. We can only pay so much. And instead of just taking it from, you know, taking everything from some people, we're just going to lower you guys down. And they'll lower the higher earners and, and just, you know, this is how socialism works, Joe. Give everyone the same bite, right? Well, you know, so, so just so people understand, uh, you know, Alan Greenspan during the Reagan years uh, convinced everybody, let's cut all business taxes. Isn't that great? We're going to cut all their taxes. Oh, by the way, and we're going to let them get rid of pensions. Uh, but don't worry, we're going to give you that 401k. And by the way, we're going to overtax you for Social Security, right? The Social Security Trust Fund. Well, they, they spent it. 
Right? That was the problem. There really is no trust fund. There's a filing cabinet probably, I don't know, in whether it's in D.C. or Maryland or Virginia, wherever the exact location of the filing cabinet, stuck with a bunch of IOUs. It's like Dumb and Dumber, right? They had the briefcase with the million dollars in it, and they just stuck a bunch of IOUs in it. That's what it is. So right yep. now, already today, fast forward to today, we already are spending, putting out more than what's coming in. So the payroll tax that we're all paying, right, we're spending more than what's coming in, but they're pretending to spend down that trust fund, that surplus. Uh, to Jason's point, they could do nothing. Listen, all that happens is all that money gets added onto the debt. I mean, that's really all that essentially happens. I mean, uh, they're, they're making this deal like, hey, you know, and whatever, whether it's 2033, 2028, 2025, whatever it is. All that's going to happen is, hey, we, we, we're going to use this opportunity to charge you more, right? The, they're either going to raise payroll taxes to, and probably accommodate, we're going to raise payroll taxes, uh, we're going to cut benefits, for people, oh, by the way, uh, you, you're going to have to pay at a certain point. I don't even know what the number is now. Maybe like 150000 After 150000 you don't get have to pay the payroll tax anymore. They can raise that number, right? They can do a lot of things to make it better. But essentially, Jason, what they're telling you is the national debt's going to really start skyrocketing when this thing is, is every year it runs out of money. Like, like last year, it, it cost the national debt about $60 billion. Well, the problem is this year it's going to cost the national debt $250 billion. Next year it's going to cost, you know, $500 billion, and eventually they'll be out of money. Yeah, I mean, the uh, you look at the U.S. debt clock, Joe. It just keeps on spinning and it keeps on going up, and and that's what a, that's what a banker likes because debt uh, enriches them. You know, they they somebody's getting something out of this, Joe. It's not like it's going nowhere, right? Somebody's getting it, and it's not going to get better, Joe. It's just, it, it's going to be lower standard of living, which has been happening ever since World War II ended. We had a high standard of living, didn't we, Joe, for a while? It's just been grinding slowly downward. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I got a couple lines open. Ten dollar liberties. I, mean, I don't even know the last time we ran a ten dollar liberty. I don't know if we've ran a ten dollar liberty this year yet. Uh, and we're January's uh, almost over uh, eleven hundred and fifty dollars. I'm working on silver. I'm. I'm I'm hoping, fingers crossed, I may have something before the end of the show here. Uh, gold has come all the way back. Uh, right now it's dead flat, 1935.40. Silver's up 10 cents at, at 23.85. The Dow is down 300 points. Uh, Boeing, Microsoft, amongst others, uh, same thing. Jason, things are going to get tougher, uh, you know, and, and we're talking about, you know, the next 10 years. And we talked about what Goldman updating its housing forecast. We talked about Bank of America updating where they think stocks are going to be. Uh, then we started talking about Social Security and Medicare. That, let's, let's not, listen, 
All the pension problems are back. California, Illinois, South, even South Carolina, New Jersey, New York, they're all back. Uh, everyone's talking about taxing the wealthy, Jason. Uh, and, and right now it's kind of hard, right? The wealthy are starting to lose ground. At the same time, all these states and, and, and all these social programs, they all need money. That's right, Joe. It's, it's, uh, they stopped printing money. I mean, you, you look, the, the Fed had, their balance sheet has come down. They stopped, uh, at least as far as their balance sheet, they're not increasing it. You know, they're not printing tons of money from what we can see up front with their information. And, and it's a cocaine habit that these, that the, this country and the world has with, with printing fiat fake empty currency that has no value. Uh, that's what they feed on. They, they, they feed on this, this fake money. And so when, when you don't print it, everything Joe's been bringing to you every single day about, hey, the more job losses are coming and companies are, 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 are having stress and they can't get things done. Their sales aren't up. You know, all, all the things that we've been talking about day after day is, is materializing towards a, a recession or something worse. And it's because, well, the, uh, the, the free gift is not quite as free as it was, Joe. So, you know, it's, it, We'll just see, like I said, later this year or early next year, if they start giving away that free money again to try to stop the damage that's getting ready to happen, Joe. Because I think that I think they have to. They think they have to let this market crash and and burn a little bit because there's there's nowhere else for them to go. They have to let it burn up a little bit. They have to get rid of some of that baggage. That there's too much water in the boat, so to speak, Joe. They have to they have to get get the buckets out and empty the boat out so they don't sink, right? Yeah, and. And again, you know, we're, we're watching. I just was getting handed a note on, on some silver here. We'll get to it, uh, in the, in the next segment. Uh, I, I just think this is, this is going to be a very difficult period. Uh, they, they've got to do something with the debt. Uh, the digital currency is coming everywhere. Uh, today Saudi Arabia making a big announcement about digital currency. I mean, it, it, it's a fact. This is where it is. Uh, the, the, the rules that they put into Dodd-Frank are coming. They put them there for a reason. Listen, they wrote Dodd-Frank the way they wrote it for a reason. They didn't fix too big to fail. How do I know they didn't fix too big to fail? Well, pretty simple answer. They actually made them bigger. They were already too big, and then your solution was, I know, Let's make them bigger. Since Dodd Frank, what have we lost? Another four thousand banks since Dodd Frank, right? Every all these little banks get gobbled up and gobbled up and gobbled up and gobbled up because they know. Listen, at the end of the day, that the, these people with all the, those all the big money in those banks of the areas, possibly around the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea, I'm looking into that in the Bible to see exactly where. There's going to be also a lot of uh, much destruction. After Russia is destroyed, the globalists will go forward with their plans, and uh, people are going to believe that when Russia is destroyed and their army is destroyed, that is the Armageddon War, the War of Armageddon. To this audience, I say no, it is not. The, the Russian War takes place seven years plus before Armageddon. Maybe not quite eight years, seven, seven and a half years before Armageddon. But God says that he's going to use Russia to shake the world. 
and the areas in the Middle East are going to especially... Great, because guess what? We're going to take it all. Don't worry, we're not going to tell you, you know, we're not going to say we're going to take it. We're just going to borrow it, because the FDIC doesn't have the money. And, Jason, you start thinking about what B of A said today, what Goldman Sachs had to say today. Uh, we're starting to see bankruptcies trickle in. We know we've got a problem in subprime auto. Goldman Sachs says we've got a problem in, in those credit cards. Jason, this is another disaster waiting to happen. And now Goldman Sachs says housing's going to fall another 25%. We know what happened the last time that happened. What Still not, a, not, not There you go. You got it. You're back. You're back. You're good. You're good. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think the big banks would be talking like this, Joe, unless they know what's going to happen after. Because if you want the markets to be good and you want business to move and upward, you want the GDP to go up, you don't talk about how bad everything is. I think, Joe, the fact that these big banks are talking about how bad it is, they know it's coming, and I think they want it to happen hard. I think they want to scoop up cheap assets. I think they think it's going to bounce right back up like in 2020. You said what information do they have. I think that's the information they have. I think we have a little bit of a bullwhip happening I think it's going to keep happening for several years, ups and downs. And if you know where it's going to go, Joe, you you can become very, very rich off of this. Look at what all these central banks are doing. You're talking about they're going, it looks like we're going to break the record set in 1967 for the record amount of gold being bought by central banks. Uh, And it's really simple. They're going to protect their losses on that fiat currency, and they're going to protect it with gold. That's what you need to be doing. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Jason, just like that, in between the breaks, gold's up three. Uh, nineteen thirty-eight, and they got four. Nineteen thirty-nine, silver's up fifteen cents, twenty-three ninety. U.S. ten-dollar liberties, eleven fifty. Uh, I'm I'm getting more and more confident. We are going to see a quarter of a point. Uh, we're going to see the Fed start talking about uh, ending and 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 potentially they'll they'll keep the higher for longer, but rate rate hikes uh, coming to an end. Uh, higher gold and silver prices are coming. You know, we we told you weeks ago if you want to pay more, just wait because that, that's what's going to happen. Uh, but Jason, I just got this. So I got ten dollar liberties, eleven hundred and fifty dollars a piece. Silver eagles. Earlier, what was it? I think Monday we ran those sealed cases of 2016s. I don't have sealed cases. But these are going to be all back date years. And they're going to be good. They're not going to be all, uh, all toned up and all, they're going to be crisp. They're going to look nice. $680 a roll. We were the cheapest around at 720. $680 a roll. Uh, that's $17,000 for the case. Jason, you could get any, you could get 2022s, 2020s, 2016s, 2015s. You know, it seems like all of our competitors, uh, they, they want to jack up the prices on all the backdated stuff, not here at Patriot. Rolls of Silver Eagles at 680 buy it by the case at 17000 and then, of course, the $10 Liberties, the first time this year on $10 Liberties on special, $1,150 at 800 
951-0592. And Jason, it's not on accident that you're talking about central banks around the world buying more than they bought in 1967 when they bought over, what it was like 640 metric tons of gold. And it looks like when the numbers come out this year, we're going to break that record. That just tells you, these they already know. They know a lot of this fiat money, Jason, is going to come undone, and there's going to be a lot of pain to come, and they're using, they're buying that gold to offset the losses that they're going to see in, in the fiat money. It's just that simple. Yeah, it has the feel for sure, Joe, that we are having a convergence uh, right now of 2007, you know, right before it got really bad, when the job losses came in. It kind of feels like we're in 2007 merged with the 1970s inflation. Doesn't that feel like what we got going on? We got we got both Boy, happening right now at the same time. What a great analogy! Remember, in August of 2007, the Fed's funds rate was five and a quarter, and Ben Bernanke was talking about a little froth in housing, and they're they're getting ready to raise rates again at the next meeting. Uh, and then, of course, we didn't even make it to the end of the year, and Lehman came undone. Uh, the spring of 08, Bear Stearns came undone. Uh, that's a really kind of a good analogy of where we're at right now. Everybody, the banks are screaming something's going on, and the Fed is like, nope, we're still raising rates. We're still uh, taking away the money supply. I think it's setting up uh, for something just like that to happen again. And in 2007, 2008, they didn't have the inflation we have. I know. So you got to add that on. 800 951 You know what's funny? That's why all those central banks didn't break the record for gold purchases back then. That's why they're breaking it now. Make sure you're your own central bank. 800 951 Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.